0: Today, we've got our first married couple joining us. Learn their story on how they went from completely different careers to selling on Amazon. And after just a year of selling private label, they're on path to do seven figures this year using some unique strategies such as Instagram DMs. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. How's it going, everybody? My name is Bradley Sutton, and this is the Serious Sellers Podcast. And today we've got a unique episode, something I haven't done before. We are interviewing a dynamic duo, husband and wife combo. Met them out in Vegas, and I was like, you know what, we have not had a husband and wife combo out here who are selling together on Amazon. And I believe, you know, we probably have a lot of listeners who are maybe in the same boat or they're, they're thinking about making in the family affair here. So I wanted to get your unique insight Marks and Amber, how's it going?
1: Going good. Great, great. I'm glad to be here.
0: All right. Now, where, where are you guys located, actually? We
1: are, we're living currently in Austin, Texas.
0: Okay. I think everybody's living in Austin, Texas, who's in the Amazon space. Everybody wants to move out to Austin. You guys from originally that area?
1: No, no. I, I'm originally from Chicago. And
2: um, I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana.
1: Yeah. So we met in college and... Uh, we moved several, several different places, but, you know, we found ourselves in Austin most
0: currently. Okay. Just like I said, everybody's moving to Austin. There are a lot of transplants there. So where does y'all's Amazon journey begin? First of all, you said you met in college. What, what were your college majors?
2: I graduated with a major in aviation management.
1: Yeah. And, and I, uh, I'm an, I did electrical engineering.
0: Okay. So d- did you guys start working in those kind of fields, you know, after college or what was your, what was your career like following College.
2: Yeah, you want to go ahead? You go ahead. Okay, yeah. So, um, graduate actually kind of weird. Well, not really, because when you're in college, a lot of times you end up switching majors. I actually started off in the professional flight program um, because I wanted to be a professional pilot. So, I wanted to fly for like Delta Airlines or one of the other major legacy carriers. Um, But Once I got to, I'd say my sophomore year, I found out that I really wasn't passionate about it. So then I switched to like the business and management side. So I ended up graduating in aviation management. And then from there, I got a job in the private aviation sector. Um, The sector that I'm in is the FBO industry, which stands for fixed based operator. So essentially where all of the affluent people fly into, like, let's say like your Beyonce's and people like that, they don't go to the normal the normal terminal buildings like concourse C they actually Mm -hmm. go to their own private terminals. And so that was a lot of fun, uh, doing that career really, you know, helping celebrities. Um, and so my job was I was the FBO manager. So I looked after all of the customer service, all of the uh, fuelings for the uh, private jets. And so even though it was exciting and every day was different, I still felt like, um, I just felt like there was more to be had. So, uh, that was my three-year
1: career. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that sounds pretty interesting. What about you, Marks? What what did you do after college?
1: So after college, uh, I got a job in like my, my hometown or very close by in uh, of, of Chicago. And, uh, from there, um, I ended up taking a position within the same company in San Diego. And, uh, about three and a half years out there, I married Amber after I moved out there. And then, um, Most recently, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, came out here to Austin. So my my career path, as far as what I was doing, um, still electrical engineering, uh, but more on the sales side within my company. Um, And those are the different territories that I ended up being responsible for after college.
0: Okay, now you are still you, Marks, are still currently doing that right now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you, I believe Amber, you had started, you were the one to first start dabbling into Amazon. So what year did you first see that as an opportunity or what, what piqued your interest? What were you doing and when and where and all that stuff?
2: Right. Um, Yeah. So uh, like I said earlier, you know, I actually only worked in the workforce for about three years, maybe almost going on four. And like I said, my career was exciting, but I always felt like something was missing. And uh, I got pregnant with my first child, um, really like 10 months after we got married. (laughs) So we really wasted no time, I guess. But once I did have my first son, um, immediately, I just knew that I didn't want to go to work anymore. I really wanted to raise him um, full time. And um, I guess... Uh, since you, the years, right. So sorry, mommy brain. (laughs) But the year that I actually got into selling on Amazon was 2017. And I uh, quit my job right around the same time. So I would say, I think it was February, 2017. But having my first child was like that push to kind of get me out of corporate America and just do something that gave me more flexibility.
0: How did you land upon Amazon as that thing that would give you flexibility?
2: Uh, Yeah. So this this sounds crazy, but I just went to Pinterest and I typed in like how to make money from home as a stay at home mom. And so different options came up, like, you know, do surveys or, you know, clip coupons or do all this weird stuff. And I was like, ah, this this isn't going to bring enough income into the house for me to be able to uh, work from home. And so I came across I can't remember the person's name, but she had this course on retail online retail arbitrage. And so I thought it was really interesting because I already purchased from Amazon and I was like, this isn't an MLM or anything else that just seems a little bit, you know, kind of questionable or something like that. So um, I went through her course and her program and I did make money doing online retail arbitrage for a couple of months Real real quick,
0: we talked about this in other episodes before, but can you explain to the listeners what online retail arbitrage means?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, So basically it's where you take advantage of, I guess, the differential in pricing. So I would go on bedbathmeon.com and other online retailers. And for example, uh, we made thousands of dollars off of finding like a cutting board that was going out of stock. They were going to discontinue it. And, but on Amazon, it was still selling very high, had a great low BSR. And so we literally bought like 300 cutting boards and just literally just flipped them online. So it's just flipping products on the Amazon marketplace. So.
0: All right. Now, Marks, wh- wh- when she first came, came to you with this idea, Hey, I saw this idea on Pinterest about make selling stuff on Amazon. What, what was your honest reaction? Were you on board from day one?
1: So uh, I was kind of like, well, I need to kind of see the numbers. As I mentioned, I'm kind of, I'm in sales already. So it's kind of like, I'm all for I've been doing entrepreneurial endeavors kind of my my whole life through college, even after college. I was involved with things on the side at all times, you know? So when she came to me with that idea, I was like, wow, you know, is is this real? And so she sat down and we we sort of talked it over. She showed me the numbers and she was like, Yeah, you know, we could just get a couple. I was like, well, why not why don't we just grab a hundred, you know? And, and then that sort of kind of spiraled into into more. But I was always down And, you know, very, uh, very ready to do something uh, different. And I was kind of excited that she'd actually chosen to pursue something, you know, after she had left corporate America.
0: All right. Lesson one of the day. Happy household means supportive husbands. All right. See, we're learning stuff right away. Now, in 2017, like you said, that cutting board was getting you tons of money. Like what kind of numbers were you doing on retail uh, online arbitrage? Like once you really had a good flow?
1: I would say the cutting board was getting us good money for the time back then, Um, but it wasn't, I mean, we quickly found out that it wasn't for us. I think the the story is, you know, Amber really found that e-commerce could be a viable option for us. And the first thing we did probably was retail arbitrage, and we quickly fell out of love with the whole pricing wars and stocking wars that we got kind of funneled into. Do, Do you know what I mean by that?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think a lot of people might might be similar. So then I'm assuming then what, I mean, you, you started thinking about private label at that point or what was the next step?
1: I mean, not, not quite. We actually, I mean, we, we were serious about e-commerce. She actually was, we actually sold on eBay for a while.
0: Okay. What kind of things wa- was eBay? Was that also arbitrage or?
1: Uh, that was wholesale. That was more wholesale. So did, we, did, okay. we did the wholesale model. We we struggled with uh, like a wholesale deal uh, with a clothing vendor and we pretty much, took clothes and like really, really nice. You like items that didn't sell in stores. Yeah. And we pretty much relisted them on eBay for
0: profit. So this is like uh, 2018 or we still in 2017 or when?
1: 2017. This is still 2017.
0: Yeah. Still 2017. Okay. So yeah. what were some of the monthly numbers between arbitrage on Amazon and eBay? Like what, what kind of money were you guys push or uh, sending out every month?
2: So we were doing, because a lot of this stuff was not on and off; it was all running simultaneously. So, I would mm-hmm. say we would, on average, do about three k.
0: Okay, and and then was that how, how much of that was profit, or that's all the profit?
1: Huh, I'd say Where you just, probably sitting around like twenty five percent. Yeah, margin.
2: Mm More than likely, because also at this time, um, you know, I had the baby at home. It was hard mm-hmm. to. A lot of people who are in eBay, it's it's unlike Amazon. You literally have to take a picture for every single listing and then put it up. And as soon as it sells, take it down. So for me, I know I probably could have did a lot better, but it was just too much with doing all of that. Plus having an infant. So when when we say that we went on this journey of like trying different e-commerce models, like Bradley, we're talking maybe like a four month, five month stint.
0: So, but still, I mean, $3,000, you know, making maybe, you know, 750000 bucks or something yeah. uh, a month. H- how much time, though, were you actually putting into that monthly? Way too much. Way and too
1: much that's much. why numbers-wise, we came out, but time-wise and, like, efficiency-wise, I- I've said we barely broke even with that.
0: Okay, yeah. So, so you're looking at it, you're like, man, you know, I'm spending all this time, and it, this is fun, you know, I'm flipping stuff, uh, I'm selling stuff on eBay, but but is this a real good use of my time so so how did you improve on that how did you how did you change from just barely breaking even or or maybe not even not even making as much money as you should have for your 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 time value part of it but what was the next step for you guys so that you you would get out of that little rut
1: so at this point we realized two things with the two business models one uh we had no interest in playing the pricing wars and two we didn't have time to like continuously make listing and flip one-off products so we were aware of the private label method, but I think we came to the conclusion at that point that we were just avoiding some of the upfront costs mm-hmm. uh, that would it would take to really start our own brand and be in control of our own destiny with product. And so at that point, we just decided to, to really do our research and find a product that we could afford to produce and put it out there. And that happened kind of, I would say, around like middle of Q3 of 2017. Yeah. Or mid 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 twenty seventeen, we kinda made a decision we want to do private label and we actually got online kind
0: of November November. when it went, went live. Yep. Yeah. Are are you still selling that product today? That same exact first product? Yeah. No.
2: No. <laughs> All right, so can
0: you tell us what that was? Yeah.
2: Go ahead. Oh, um, it was a reusable grocery bag. So okay. it just it was a very um, oversaturated market. And also at this time, we did not buy into any courses. We were just going off of free YouTube videos and blog articles, which, you know, there is some, some value that comes out of that. But if you're not really investing in yourself, your education, you know, we all know there's still a little bit missing, you know. So um, we got we did a lot of things kind of wrong. And so the product just ended up failing, just didn't work out for us.
0: So, did you lose money on that then, or were you able to break even?
2: Yeah, we lost money.
0: (laughs) We lost money. We were not able to break even. But you guys didn't get discouraged. You didn't give up at that point. I think a lot of people might have, so that's very commendable. So, what did you just... I mean, like, how did you decide to keep going? What what was the bedroom commentary, you know, going to sleep at night? All right, honey, what are we going to (laughs) do next? So, what did you guys talk about?
2: You know, this is... I don't want to say this, but I actually gave up in my head. I was like, you know what? Maybe this entrepreneurship thing isn't for us. Maybe I can find a way to pick up some part-time work. Like I was over it. I was like, you know, we had already invested so much time and energy. And I was like, maybe this isn't going to work out for us. And so that's when Mark's kind of came in and continues. Oh, and by the way, I got pregnant for the second time. (laughs) just like, man, I'm just I'm just dealing with two children. And I was like, I don't know if I even have the energy to even think about researching all over again or I even have
1: the heart for it. So.
0: So that so that marks so it, it was you who kind of then kind of like said, you know what, let, let, let's let give it another try or.
1: Yeah, for me, I smelled blood in the water. You know, uh, the first product didn't quite work out, but it wasn't because we weren't able to sell it. You know, it just ended up being other technicalities and IP and things like that. But it wasn't because we weren't able to sell the product. So I, I felt like what we did worked and we just needed to tweak our approach just a little bit and we could do it. The challenge was, you know, what do we what what do we come up with next? Um, you know, we wanted to do something that, uh, you know, wasn't oversized like the first time. I think the biggest problem with it with our first product was that it was oversized. And that put us into a whole other world of, of hurt in terms <laughs> of just cost of doing business. So, you know, like I said, I've been doing different entrepreneurial endeavors for a while. So once I saw that it was working just a little bit, I wasn't willing to really let
0: go. Okay. So then what did you guys do? Did you just hit the research a little bit harder or or how did you pick the, your next product?
2: Uh, Yeah. So um, after just kind of being encouraged to just go back into this thing, I just started to get right back on the Amazon. Um, surprisingly, I didn't actually use any tools at all. I just literally just started searching around as if I was a buyer and just looking at different types of niches and you know you kind of end up going down these rabbit holes and I came across the um, uh, I came across like the party supply uh, Mm -hmm. niche and noticed that um, in certain areas um, there was just laziness (laughs) for lack (laughs) of better terms like when we talk about that laziness it's like they have two or three pictures there's no description. Description. no one's trademark. So there's no enhanced brand content. There's no videos. And so I said, wow, baby, there's this whole entire area where obviously there's different pockets where it is, you know, oversaturated, but in other pockets, I was like, wow, we we may be able to, to make, to make something for ourselves here. And so that's where we found our next opportunity.
0: Okay. So this is now while you're pregnant with your second child, right? Yes. 2018 yet? Yes. Okay. All right. So then your second product, you had a little bit more success, I'm assuming, or did the second product not do so well either?
1: Uh, Oh, this is about where we, we finally hit our stride. Nice. So the second product we put up, um, you know, first of all, we learned we needed to baby step things a little bit. So we, we sort of tested the market with our idea. And instead of pursuing mass manufacturing right away, uh we collected all the raw materials and were, we we manufactured this ourselves at the house for about 6 months until until I was able to find a supplier that I felt could build our product confidently
0: nice so you 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 were the supply chain
1: Absolutely. We rolled up our sleeves and we put everything together. We bought all the production materials and packaging equipment, all that, and just assembled every single day for about six months. Yeah, that required. It was very painful. It was. I mean, 2018 <laughs> will definitely go down as one of the more interesting years of our lives, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was, it really put us uh, in a better, much better
0: position. Yeah. too bad your kids weren't older. could have put them to work too. I think I, I, I did the same. I, I was running a, a business where I would help people do Fulfilled by Merchant out of my uh, I had a warehouse at my house and yeah. uh, my kids at the time were like I don't know like 11 years old and 14 years old but I had them putting FBA stickers on and easy labor but I hope no child labor people are are listening right now but hey <laughs> make it a full family business.
1: Hey, you know, we can collaborate afterwards how we can put this whole thing. To together.
0: <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. Your kids are still too young, but we can get them started in a couple of years. Yep. Say, Hey, Hey son, you want to play with some stickers? <laughs> oh, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, you're doing a lot better in 2018. I would assume that you, you know, leverage your second product success and then start up with third and fourth. And, and let's just fast forward all the way, like what we talked about how at the peak of your eBay and online arbitrage sales, you were, you were doing about $3,000 a month with, you know, maybe 20% profit or so, but now here in 2019, what kind of numbers are you guys pulling a month approximately? Yeah. So,
2: so just to make sure we have the timeline, right. Um, we didn't Mm -hmm. start selling this new product until I'd say Spring, right, two thousand eighteen, April. Yeah, April of last year,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's been about a year now that you've been in private label. So after only one year, what kind of numbers uh, are you guys looking at? Right.
1: So right now we're approaching about forty thousand a month,
0: and wow. Um, well, I forget the other similar similar profit or no, or no, a little no. bit more, a little bit less, a little or? bit
1: more. I mean, we're we're probably sitting just underneath about fifty percent margin.
0: Wow! So that that that's just that's just amazing. You know, to hear, I can't say congratulations no. to you guys. Thank, Thank you. Man. I can't
1: say enough about the private label model. You know, I've had a lot of conversations with e-commerce sellers, and some people really disagree with the private label model, and they think there's easier ways to do it. But from my experience, and from what you just heard, obviously that's definitely the way to go.
0: So that forty thousand approximately, how many products is that, or how many SKUs are you guys doing now? Right now, we have about four SKUs. Wow! So the average about ten. I mean, of course, probably something more or less, but. Each SKU is doing about 10 grand a month.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could say like that. We're obviously, the first we have, a, we have one that really carries the the load, kind of our star player, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But we're actually consolidating SKUs. We're going to get rid of them. We have some pretty uh, strict standards as we, as we optimize and really uh, start to gain even more understanding in what we're doing.
0: Okay. And now, unless I'm mistaken, you, Marks, have actually, you still have your day job. You're still working full time, right? Yep. Okay. Now, like, is it your goal? Like, Hey, you know, I would love by the end of 2019 or, Hey, I would love by 2020 to be making this much and, and make it, you know, go full-time Amazon. Is that even a goal or, or like, do you love your job? You just want to stay there or, or what, what are some of your, your goals as far as, as income goes?
1: Well, right now, right now, I know that, you know, I I happen to be very good at what it is that I am doing professionally. And at this point, there's really no uh, conflict or or reason to really hang it up at the, at this point in time, uh, but that, I can't speak to the future. You know, you never know what the future holds, and if one day we reach a point in business where that actually hinders growth of this, and you know, it would be better for my family if I were to choose this route, than I would. But you know, for the time being, you know, I'm good at what I do, and I'm actually enjoying it. So, you know, and you get good benefits, <laughs> right? And I get good benefits.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bezos does not give you know full medical to their, their (laughs) sellers. Now, now Marks, how much time, if any, are you actually putting into the Amazon side of business? Since you're working full time, I assume you don't have too much time on your hands, but do you have a hand in that side?
1: I like to consider Amazon kind of almost my second job, right? So weekends. And as soon as I'm able to get home and, uh, and get off of, you know, standard working hour emails and things of that nature and meetings, I immediately switch gears and go into, you know, Amazon mode, if you will. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we really collaborate that way. And we kind of have our responsibilities a little divvied up, you
0: know, and we, we, we take care of business that way. How about you, Amber? How much time are you putting in on a daily basis, would you say?
2: Uh, it really depends, but I would say on average, probably six hours a day. Cause some days, okay. you know kids get sick you know and then you can't really do anything with the business but you know that's why I love this business because some days I can be all in and then other days I can just play with the kids go to the park so yeah I would say maybe six hours on average
1: I would say when we were manufacturing ourselves <laughs> it was more like uh geez yeah, 10 hour days, 10 hour days it was, easily
2: yeah,
1: yeah. It was crazy. we've kind of optimized since then for sure <laughs>
0: Do you have any employees either in person or virtual that you guys utilize?
2: No, we do everything ourselves. Um, even when it comes to our enhanced brand content, our copywriting, I've just studied up and um, I do all our copywriting. I go into a, a program called PicMonkey and I make all of our graphics for social media, our enhanced brand content. And uh, it, it works, you know, for our best-selling product, we have like a 30% uh, I think it's session percentage rate. So yeah, I think what I'm doing is working and eventually, you know, I will have to get a team and get people to do this for me. But for the time being, we're really trying to just run lean.
0: That's excellent. That's excellent. So you you, you talked about social media. So by that, I take it that you guys are are not just trying to like sell random products, but you're actually trying to build a brand and, and get some brand awareness and, and get more people to know who you guys are, and what you do is, is that accurate statement?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that a lot of people try to hide behind their private label brands, but I decided not to. So people know me, like if you go to our um, business page on Instagram, you would see my face on there. I'm actually on the IGTV uh, showing how our product works and talking to customers and uh, DMing customers. We've been able to create a lot of cool strategies using Instagram because we're willing to just, you know, really engage and be social. You know,
0: mm-hmm. so. So how does, how does sliding into the DMs of your customers, how does that help? <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is the part I can uh, speak a
0: bit now. <laughs> I'm
2: joking.
0: Um, yeah. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm- no, no, no. no <laughs> yeah. ser- I, mean, I I said it in a funny way, but uh, I, I was trying to be funny, but um, just seriously, like, like, I think this is something that maybe, you know, regardless if we're talking about married couple entrepreneurs or, or solopreneurs or whatever, a lot of people are not utilizing enough social media. So I'm very curious on on how, you know, messaging customers, like what, what kind of benefit you guys get from that?
1: Yeah. So
2: but do you want me to explain yeah, no, it? Okay, yeah. So there is one um, launch strategy that we've kind of created on our own using, you know, sliding in people's DMs. So what we'll do <laughs> is, let's say, for example, you're selling like a dog collar or something. So what you would do is, you would find interest pages, fan pages of people who like dogs, of or you know, people who like pets. And so, what we do is we contact the person who's running that page and we do a standard giveaway. So, nothing special there, right? So, Mm -hmm. people uh, come on the giveaway, you know, you like the post, um, you uh, tag a friend, and then you follow our account. And then, obviously, you have to follow that fan page account. And so, after that, after about a couple of days, we let the fan page choose the winner. And so, this is kind of where our secret sauce comes in. Um, I actually uh, manually go in and i dm every single person that tags someone on the comment and i just tell them hey thank you so much for int-. and this is a voicemail message by the way so this isn't typed up and i'm saying oh, wow. and i'm saying their name so let's say it's brittany Hi, Brittany. Thank you so much for entering our giveaway. I'm so sorry that you weren't able to win. However, I don't want to leave you empty handed. So I've created a 100% rebate offer for you. So if you just click this link below, you'll be able to take full advantage. And so by someone getting that, we've gotten so many people that it's like, oh my gosh, like a company, this like, you know, the CEO, you know, they, they reached me, they said this, uh, it, it gets, it gets so much Praise that one of the customers actually like video called me on Instagram to just like, yo, is like, is this real? <laughs> <laughs> wow. and so it was so crazy. She like video and I didn't even know you could do that on in Instagram. But She like video chatted me and she had her uh, toddler jumping on her bed behind her and she had like a messy bun. It was so adorable. And she was just like, hi, you know, uh, I want to respect the customer's name, but I'll just say she's like, hi, my name is Brittany. And thank you so much. Like, I'm so excited to use your product. I actually have something coming up. Which it's good for, um, man. This is so awesome. I'm so gonna support your small, um, your small family business. And so, what's really great about this strategy is like you really get to talk to the customers, and then it also helps you on the back end because now you have a direct link to every customer because you know their name. Because most people with personal profiles, they put their name in there. So then, when I go on um, our sales and I can see who actually bought it and whatnot, I can then go back to the DMs and say hey, Brittany, just catching up with you. Did you like the dog collar? Oh my gosh, girl, it was amazing. I loved it so much. It glowed in the dark. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's so good to hear. I'm so happy you liked it. You have no idea how much that means to me. And I'll like, say, by the way, do you mind uh, just kind of sharing your experience on Amazon? And she'll, and come on, like 100% of the time, they're like, absolutely, yeah. Like I'll do anything to help. But especially since they know I'm a mom, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, I'll totally help. So that's another way we've been able to get, you know, a lot of, reviews. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, now up until this point, we've been talking a lot of rainbows and butterflies here, but what are some things, uh, hopefully you guys will be open and honest here. Please no slapping each other during, you know, <laughs> you guys uh, say, tell some secrets you're not supposed to, but what are some of the obstacles or, or the downside of maybe going in as a married couple? Because, you know, like there's always, you know, whenever there's business partners, there's always going to be, you know, regardless of the relationship, there's going to be issues, but you know, some might feel, man, isn't it going to be even more not or magnified? Like when it's a married couple who have no chill kind of, it's like, you know, sometimes with your business partner, you might hold back, but married couple, you're just going to say whatever. Like, has there been anything that's come up that kind of strain the relationship, either the business side of it or the, the personal side of it because of this arrangement you guys have?
1: Man, you know that's a great question. I think one of the biggest uh, obstacles we overcame, like as we mentioned, our first product didn't go as planned, right? And obviously, you mm-hmm. we were we were into that product for a very hefty amount of money, and there was definitely a, a moment in time where you know it's it becomes so easy to kind of point fingers, you know, as far as where the ball was dropped and what details were overlooked and and things of that nature. Um, but we both kind of we both got into this for the exact same reasons and it was it was one of those moments where we just it be, it was better that we kept going than to quit and blame right and so mm-hmm. that that's that's really what helped us i think in my regard is ownership over the responsibilities that we kind of have to the business yeah that helps a lot and when you have ownership and people are willing to take responsibility people as in us, obviously, but when we're willing to take responsibility for that, which we said we were going to do for the business and in the business, uh, then it just becomes a lot easier. It becomes kind of like, Hey, you know, I'm going to do this and just collaborating uh, goal setting together. All that stuff has kind of made it easier to move on when things do go awry. Um, no finger pointing, I think helped us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you Amber? what What kind of advice would you would you give to to couples who are already doing something similar and they're just starting out or maybe they're thinking about it?
1: Uh, um, what would you tell them? I would
2: just say communication, you know, just really talk to each other uh, like Mark said. Um, one thing that we just incorporated because we just returned from Sellercon in Las Vegas was having a decision log a lot of times. Um, we're married. So we're talking about business, you know, as we're putting the kids to bed when we're in the car. And so sometimes you may end up agreeing on something, but then like you'll forget later. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, you said we're not doing that. Why did you raise the price? And you end up arguing. So one thing that was kind of helped us is like, okay, when we make decisions, let's write it down. And as and as, as formal as it may sound, sometimes we even email each other hey, by the way, can you do this? Even though we just talked about it. So I would encourage any couples going into this, just make sure you guys have your defined roles. So for example, Marks is responsible for all of our sourcing, um, talking with the suppliers, product development. And then I'm in charge of customer service, um, product research. And I'm not saying that I can't do anything related to sourcing and he can't do anything related to social media, but it's just great to know that one person is like the main point of contact. So if Marx does have ideas about social media, I'm not going to be a jerk and completely block him from that, but I'll say, Hey, yeah, what are your ideas? You know? And so if then I have the choice to kind of choose how I want to go about it. So that's how I would, that's what I would tell any couples that that are interested in getting into this together.
0: Yeah. And like some of those social media experiences that you were saying you had, it just wouldn't seem right with, you know, Mark. hey, girl, how's it going with this? I, I, not, not, not exactly a great uh, response really, rate, I think. I told her
1: the other day. I'm willing to roll up my sleeves and do what I have to do. But, you know.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys use Helium 10 now. I know you, in the beginning you said you didn't even use tools for like your product research and, and maintenance. But what about now? You guys using Helium 10? No, no. We
1: definitely use Helium 10. We've always used a tool of some sort. We just never got into like the courses and whatnot. But Helium 10 is like, like mandatory as far as I'm concerned. Uh, What Amber talked about earlier about sliding into the DMs, you know, we actually are very strategic with that. We do our keyword research research through Helium 10. You know, I'm a huge fan of the keyword research tool and the keyword tracker. I get pretty, I'm pretty much logging on those every day. Morning routine type of thing, you know? And uh yeah. it's uh we we basically find our key our target keywords during a launch or the words the ones that we strategically want to go after. And as we've reach out to people who are entrants into any given contest we may have had, mm-hmm. we go in ahead and um kind of parse it out, right? So we know how many with the CPR number, we know how many we need to like uh give away or or sell in a given amount of time. And so we reach yeah. out to people and give them the customized links per the keywords that we need over a set amount of days. And that's awesome. that's the kind of methodology behind it. So it's it's very calculated and it's really only possible with Helium 10.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Good to hear. So what's your goals for the rest of this year going in the future, you expanding this brand? You want to start a new brand? You want to expand to maybe other marketplaces like in Europe or... What's the what's the future hold for this dynamic duo here?
1: Wow. Well, definitely want to expand the brand. I'm really curious to see how far this can go. We've got a lot of we've got a pretty extensive product roadmap that we're that we're executing on now. And due to the amount of mistakes we've made, like I, I'm so confident about our ability to launch and the, the things we have in store for our brand. So really looking forward to that.
2: Seven figures by the end of this year. Absolutely. We yeah. want to hit
1: seven figures by the end of the year. And uh, we also want to get into retail with our products as well. So I think those will probably be, I guess, the summary of our goals. Uh, definitely hitting seven, seven figures and then getting into retail would be obviously then, another thing too. Uh,
2: ultimately, our goal is in the next, hopefully, three to four years, we can really build up a, a strong brand for ourselves, especially through Instagram, because there's just so much... For your organic traffic that can be had, uh, we really want to have an eight-figure exit. We think that'd be really nice for our family.
0: <laughs> I, I think that would be nice for anybody, right? But yeah, eight figures. I don't know. I mean, you you guys are already making like forty grand a month, and it's still not enough for Mark's to to quit his job. So <laughs> we got we got to work on that. But anyways, all right. Well, guys, thank you so much. I, I think I, I hope that you're going to be an inspiration to many because you know you guys didn't even take a course. Amber was a, was a pilot to Beyonce or I'm just exaggerating here, but you know, somebody who comes from that background and marks, electrical engineer, it's kind of like when I give my, my history, like, you know, I I work here at helium 10 and I used to be a, I used to be a sumo wrestler and a Zumba instructor. Really. It doesn't matter. You know, it's not like there's BA degree in Amazon selling that people need to take or that unless you had, you know, certain kind of training in school that you're not going to be successful on Amazon. You can take, People from any walk of life and any educational background, and and have success on Amazon. And I think we've got a couple here, Marks and Amber, who have shown that. And I, I mean, feel free to say no. But if if maybe there's another couple out there, do either of you guys are either guys open to like giving your email or, or Facebook or something that people can email you and and maybe ask some questions? Yeah,
2: um, I'm most active on Instagram. So, if you look under Amber Success, you can find me. And then for
1: your- yeah, I'm uh, I'm on Instagram as well. I can be found of Mind of Success on Instagram.
0: Oh, hold on, hold on. Is your actual last name Success? Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. We we should have led with that. I didn't even realize. I saw your LinkedIn. I was like, wait, this can't be right. Like, How full of themselves are these people that they're saying, oh yeah, my name is uh, Mark Success. I was like, okay, no wonder why you guys are so successful. (laughs) It's even in your name. Oh my goodness. That's classic. A lot of of pressure comes with that though. So, you know. You guys were destined for success. (laughs) How cool is that, guys? All right. That's cool. All right. So Mr. and Mrs. Success. I can't even say that with a straight face. This has been a great episode. So let's make sure to, if you guys have any questions to, to hit them up there on Instagram or email. And I would definitely love to follow up with you guys, you know, in a few months, maybe next year to see if you are able to reach that seven figure goal and, and some of your some of the other things. And and if you have child number three and it's a boy, don't forget Bradley is a very great name to to have uh, as well. I want there to be a Bradley success uh, in the world. There you go.
1: We'll see what we can do.
0: All right. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And
2: we'll talk to you later.